was good to have you with us. Morning. Uh, we got a number of people next door getting dinner ready over there and uh, everything. But I had a message I wanted to bring you this morning, and I think this here really kind of fits all of us. I've entitled it Overcoming the Fear of Telling Others About Jesus. You know, sometimes I think that's probably one of the most difficult things for any of us to do is to tell somebody else about Jesus. I wonder why that is. I know with family, you know, it's more difficult for you to witness to a member than to a stranger. Why? Simply because a family member remembers you back when. When you were serving Jesus, when you was living out in the world and doing all the things that you were doing, and now you're coming to them telling them about Jesus. They look at you and say, hey, remember, I know you. But that's when we have that opportunity to say, yeah, but I've changed. And we need to continue to let others know about Jesus. Uh, you know, sometimes it can get intimidating to talk to others about Jesus. I know... Uh, Yesterday, I did a funeral service, and uh, I made sure. There wasn't, there wasn't very many people there. It was a man had lost his son. His son was old. And, uh, but I made sure that who was there heard about Jesus. You know, sometimes a funeral is maybe one of the only times somebody may hear about Jesus. Use the opportunities that God puts in your life to tell others about Jesus. You know, uh, I'm thinking about Paul and what Paul went through. You know, just think about Paul. You know what I said a while ago, they knew you before you came to Jesus? Look at Paul. He was, having, he was having Christians killed. He was having them thrown in jail. All kinds of things. He was totally against Christians. He didn't want nothing to do with God. He didn't want nothing to do with his Jesus. But you know, Paul was faithful. Not to the Christians at that time, but he was faithful to his Roman government. And that's what God's looking for, I think, is our faithfulness. And he saw Paul's faithfulness, and he said, I can use that man. And I just wonder how many of us he's looked at, and he's seen your faithfulness, and he said, I can use that person. And he used Paul in a mighty and a powerful way. Paul, I wrote, he wrote probably two-thirds of, of the New Testament. Paul once he got Jesus in his heart, there was no turning Paul around. That mirror. Huh? what we can do here. Uh, but no, Paul became very faithful whenever he uh, 
let Jesus come into his heart. Nothing stopped Paul. Matter of fact, Paul spent more time in jail. Paul wrote more of his letters from jail to the Christian people, being in jail for his faith and not and not turn her away. And not turn. I don't know what's going on. Was Paul got his faith all straightened out in Christ? Paul would witness, he would talk to anybody about Jesus. And uh, I want to look at some things here for just a minute. It's, it's mostly about Paul. And uh, Paul had gone to Athens, Greece to meet some of his disciples. And while he was there, Paul walked around and Paul noticed some things. And Paul saw that he needed to talk to some of these people about they had a God for everything that there was. And I'm going to start out right here. I'm going to look at Acts chapter 17, verse 16 through 19. And this is where I was talking about where Paul went to, to Athens, Greece, to wait on some of the other disciples because they was going to do some evangelism. And while Paul was there, he just walked through the city of Athens looking at things. But here it says, Now while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit had provoked him when he saw that the city was given over to idols. His spirit got all in him saying, Paul, this isn't right. You need to talk to these people. Therefore, he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the Gentile worshipers. Or he, he, he went and talked to them about Jesus. And in the marketplace daily with those who happened to be there. Then certain Epicurean and Stoic philosophers encountered him. They came to Paul. They said, hey Paul, what's going on with you? And... Uh, he and the philosopher encountered, and some said, "What does this blabber, blabber, or want to say?" They said, "What is this man with so much speech and so much hate in him for our God? What does he have to say?" And uh, it says here, others said, "He seems to be a proclaimer of foreign gods, because he preached to them Jesus and the resurrection." So, here in verse 19, it said, And they took Paul and brought him to Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new doctrine is that you speak about. Areopagus was a place, it was, it was, a, it was a big hill in Greece. It, had, it just had just rocks all over it, flat rocks, where, where all these great philosophers and places, this is where they held courts and did everything like that. They said, we want you to come up here and we want you to tell us about what this thing is you're talking about. And all these men gathered there with them. And Paul was going to have to speak to them. And he said, you know, okay, 
can you imagine how intimidating this must have been for Paul? He was going to have to talk to all these people. And sitting there in front of Paul were some of the world's, they called them some of the world's deepest thinkers or uh, critics on religion. So Paul was going to be facing all these people and all these guys that thought they knew everything. And uh, I got to thinking on that. I said, what would he say to them? How would Paul address these people? What would he say to them? How would he defend his beliefs in Christ? But maybe Paul, you know, something I'm thinking, I wonder if Paul thought about, uh, well, I'm going to talk to all these guys. Maybe I can just kind of water down the truth so it might not be so offending to them. There ain't no way Paul would water down the Word of God. There ain't no way the Word of God should be watered down. God's Word should be God's Word that's in the Bible. And that's what needs to be preached, and that's what needs to be seen. And that's what Paul knew that needed to happen. And... Uh, but he wouldn't water down his words or nothing. He would boldly tell them the truth about Jesus. You know, Paul was probably tempted to say a number of things, but he used that moment that God gave him to tell them what they really needed to hear, and that was about Jesus. There's a number of people out here right now that need to hear the truth, and they need to hear the truth about who Jesus is, that he is the Son of God, he did come, he died on the cross for our sins so that we can have eternal life. This is how much God loved us. He, he was willing to give his own son so that we could have eternal life, so that we could be saved, so that we could be with him one day. And, uh, you know, here in Acts, 1723. See, now Paul told these men, he told them the truth about Jesus. He didn't water down his words. Let's look here in Acts 17, 22, 23. And Paul is talking to these people. He's in Arapagus now, and he's talking to them. And he says, Then Paul stood in the midst, or in the middle of Arapagus, and said, Men of Athens, I perceive, or I see, Excuse me, I see that in all things you are very superstitious or very religious. For as I was passing through and considering the object that you worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. They even had an idol for the unknown God. Hey, these, these people didn't want to leave out anybody. They didn't want to make any god mad. So they even had an idol. Just to be on the safe side so that they didn't offend some god somewhere to the unknown god. God, we, we, we don't know who this god is, but we want to know that we're worshiping him. Well, there, Paul then goes on, he says, Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing, him I am proclaiming to you. He said, let me tell you the truth about this unknown God in here. This unknown God that you don't know, let me tell you about him. Paul did not waste the opportunity that God had given him. He told them something that every single person needs to know. 
he told them who Jesus was, what Jesus did. That Jesus truly was the Son of God. And that one day, Jesus would come back and he would take his people back to heaven with him. And that's why, as all y'all know, that's what we call the rapture. But Paul was very clear in his speech and what he told them. But uh, here in the, uh, in the book of Romans, in, in chapter uh, 1 and verse 16, Paul says something. And I think this is something we all need to get in our hearts. And this is something that we need to say. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. I'm not ashamed of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I know him, and I know what he can do, what he will do, and what he has promised to do, he will also do that. And then in his letter to the Corinthians, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5, and now he's talking to the Corinthians. He had been talking, we had been talking when he was talking to the, to the Greeks. Now this is a different situation, but it's still on the same basis. He was telling people about his God. He wasn't ashamed to talk about God. He wanted to tell people about God. And in 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5, he says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, I did not come with the excellence of speech. Or he said, I didn't come to you with a bunch of fancy words. He said, Or wisdom of man declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And that's what I want to tell y'all about. And he says, When I came to you, I was, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. Paul was nervous. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. He said, this wasn't human wisdom that I was talking about. But in demonstration of the Spirit, the Spirit had moved upon Paul. And it was the Spirit of God speaking through Paul, telling Paul what to say. It wasn't Paul doing the talking. It was God himself through his Spirit talking to Paul saying, you tell these people this. And, and he said, and that your faith should not be in wisdom of men, but in the power of God. He said, don't put your trust in man. Don't put your trust in man's wisdom. Put your trust in the power of God and God's wisdom. Paul did not try to show these men his ability with fancy words or intelligence. He simply told them about Jesus and his power to save and give men eternal life. When Paul was talking to these Corinthians, it was not, like I said a while ago, it was not Paul speaking. It was the Spirit of God speaking through Paul. That's just like when the Bible was written. It was the Spirit of God that came upon the writers of the Bible. It was the Spirit telling these, these disciples or these men what to write. 
It wasn't them, right? It wasn't their wisdom. It was God moving upon them, telling them what to write, what to put in there, what man needed to know. And that's where how we got our Bible is through the Spirit of God, not through man. Man, on their own level, did not write the Bible. They physically wrote the Bible, but it was the Spirit interpreting to them what to write. God was sitting there telling, you write this, you tell them this, this is what I want them to know. And that's what the Bible contains, is God's Word. It says the Bible is the inspired Word of God. God's inspiration moved upon the writers of the Bible, and they wrote what God wanted to put in there. He wrote what we needed to hear. He, he wrote in there what we need to get into our spirit in order to serve him and one day have eternal life in him. This is why God sent us the Bible. He didn't, you know, he could have just sent men to, to just tell us things. He said, I want it in print. I want everybody to be able to read it, to see it, and to understand it as to what I am saying to you. So we when we pick up that Bible and we read it, we, it, it's just like God's only, own personal letter to each one of us. He said, I love you, and this is what I want you to know. So one day I want you here in heaven with me. And these are things that you must know, things that you must understand in order for you to come to heaven, be in heaven, and have eternal life. God put everything in the form of of his word that we could read. And, you know, and, and, and whenever Paul talked to these people, how do you think they responded? They responded to Paul probably a whole lot like what they respond to us today. I was reading and looking at how some of the people responded to Paul. Here in Acts, Chapter 17, verse 32 through 33, it says, And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, or they laughed at Paul, made fun of him. Laughed at resurrection? What are you talking about? A dead person is a dead person. And then they laughed, saying there is no resurrection. Well, we know there was a resurrection of Jesus Christ. And uh, then others said, well, Paul, come back later and we'll hear you on this matter again. Well, some wanted to hear more about Jesus. They wanted to hear, wait a minute, Paul, this stuff that you're telling us, I would like to hear a little more about this. But right now, I don't have time. But I do want to hear this again. So, it says, Paul departed from among them. However, some of them that was there was Dionysus, the Paragite, and a woman named Damaris, and others with them. And they joined with Paul and left with him, accepting Jesus Christ right then and there. So we see some rejected Paul, witness right off the bat, hey, we don't believe this. We don't believe there's any res resurrection. We don't want to hear no, no more about it. Don't bother us. You're going to get that too. 
you're going to get it too. If you witness to enough people, you're going to hear, I don't want to hear this. I don't believe this. I believe it's all just a big fantasy. When you're dead, you're dead and that's it. Well, no, that's not it. When you're dead, you don't know Jesus Christ, you're in hell burning. It's just that simple. And that's what they need to know, and that's what they need to hear. And then some say, hey, you know, I would like to hear just a little more about this. I, I'm not sure exactly what I heard right there, but when, when we have time, could you sit down with me and tell me a little more about this Jesus that you're talking about? Just like yesterday at that funeral, I feel like a seed was planted. And I feel like there's going to be a couple people there that came to me after the service. But I feel like God is going to water that seed, and God's going to grow that seed. God's going to take care of it. Maybe those people were there for a very special reason. Maybe if nothing else, to hear a word about God, and just like this, well, I want to hear more on it. I told them about the church, where the church was, and invited anybody that would like to attend and come to this church. We would love to have you visit us. And I think that maybe, eventually, maybe some will. I don't know, but God's going to have to plant the seed. And he's going to have to water it, and he's going to have to grow it. This is up to God now. The seed was planted, now God's going to have to grow it. And then, there were some who believed immediately and were saved. This is what Paul did. When Paul talked and, and preached the gospel, many people were saved the day they heard Paul's word. They were saved. In other words, they had eternal life. They believed in Jesus Christ. They believed that Jesus was truly the Son of God and that someday, when they died, that they would be in heaven because of their belief. And is it, isn't that what the Bible says? For he who believes in the Son is not condemned. But he who does not believe in the Son is condemned already. God says, For I so love the world, I gave you my only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe on him should not perish. Perish to be, it means to be eternally separated from God. Would not perish or be eternally separated from him, but they would have eternal life because of their faith in my Son, Jesus Christ. God wants every one of us to be in heaven. And I'm going to tell you something. When you get that opportunity, just like what Paul had to talk to these Greeks, and some of them accepted him right away, Paul used that opportunity to tell them about the unknown God that they were serving. That unknown God would have been Jesus Christ. They didn't know who Jesus Christ was. But they had a they had a they had a statue there to the unknown God. Maybe we have a lot of people serving an unknown God. An unknown God is an idol. And many people say, I don't have idols in my house. 
Anything that you worship more than you worship and love God is an idol. I had idols. Before I come into church, there's a lot of things I like. That I wanted to do. Lord, I wanted to go to church. Lord, I wanted to be in church. I think we've all had that problem at times. There's something we want to do more than be in church and to hear the Word of God. But one day when we stand before God, what are you going to say to God? God's going to ask you, why did you not believe? Why did you not believe? Well, first of all, they have to be told. I'm getting ready to close here right fast. I'm going to close with two scriptures. And they both really have got to do with what I just said. First of all, in Romans, the two scriptures I'm going to look at is Romans 10, 13, and 14. In 13, we've, we've mentioned this a lot. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever calls upon the name of Jesus, say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. And I'm asking you to come into my life, forgive me of my sin, and change my life. I want eternal life with you. He said, Jesus, yes, you are saved. You will be saved. But then 14, we don't hear that talked about too much. It says, but... How then shall they call on him who they have not believed? How shall they believe in whom they have not heard about? And how shall they hear without a preacher or someone telling them about him? Maybe you've got some friends out there that you know don't know Jesus Christ. Have you ever took the opportunity to tell them about Jesus? Have you ever took that opportunity? A lot of times God will put opportunities in front of us and we don't do it. He put this opportunity in front of Paul and Paul used it. At that funeral yesterday, this scripture right here come to my mind. How are they going to know somebody they have not heard about unless somebody tells them? How are they going to know unless somebody tells them? That's our job. It's to tell others about Jesus Christ. His love, His mercy. If we don't tell them, think about something. Thought about this. What if I had not said one word to any of them have ever heard? anybody else have said anything to them? I don't know. But I don't want to stand before God and him ask me why didn't you say that that I gave you to tell him? That's going to be a hard question because I can't answer it. I just have to say, Lord, I'm sorry. I just didn't do it. I just didn't do it. 
we can ask any of us that same question. Why did you not tell them? Why didn't you tell them? That's something we need to think about. When you have an opportunity, and that opportunity arises, take it. Use it. Tell that one person about Christ. If they say yes and they accept Christ, Maybe they'll tell somebody, and they'll tell somebody, and they'll tell somebody. Maybe you telling one person can bring no telling how many to Christ. We don't know. So how are they going to come to Christ if they've never heard of Him? And unless somebody tells them. I'm going to ask the band to come up. If you're here today and you want more of Christ in your life, you want want Jesus to do more things in your life, to use you in in a greater way, we have altars up here. You can come. Just have that moment alone with Jesus. And just tell him, Lord, I want more of you in my life. I want more of you. I want to serve you greater what I'm serving you now. And Lord, I'm just asking you to touch me in a way that when I have that opportunity, you put the words in my mouth through your Holy Spirit that you want me to say to that person. Let God speak through you. Just like he spoke through Paul. He will. He'll put those words in you and those words will just flow. But you have to open your mouth first. So I'll ask the band to play something. And like I said, if you think you need a little closer walk with Jesus, just more of him, come to the altar and ask him. And he will be more than glad.